0: Hi, I'm Renee Philpot, and this is Selling with Charm. After over 26 years in sales, there's one thing I have learned, sales is fun. Join me as I help you simplify your sales process and together we will reach your weekly, monthly and yearly goals. Let's get started. Hello everyone, this week my guest is Teresa McCloy and she has a new book coming out. You are going to love this conversation. It is perfect for the end of the year as you are trying to reach those goals you had set, as you're thinking about what you want for 2023. As the holidays are approaching, this is a wonderful conversation that I can't wait for you to hear. You're going to be inspired and you're going to love her. So Teresa, thank you so much for joining me on Selling with Charm.
1: Oh, it's great to be here, friend.
0: I am so happy that we get to talk and visit. Uh, I would love for you to introduce yourself and share about your business, a little bit about yourself, about your business.
1: Sure. Well, um, my name is Teresa McCloy and I am the founder and creator of a business called The Real Life Process, which is actually a coaching framework or process that uh, I've used with my clients for several years. And in the recent years have begun to certify other coaches, consultants, um, just entrepreneurs, people that want to use this content kind of in the work that they do, whether it's for themselves or uh, actually using parts of it in their own businesses. So that was kind of, I call it our COVID pivot. Um, So we've had the business since 2016. I have a team of three other people that work on my team. So uh, that's been part of you and I kind of met right through a program called Biz Chicks, one of our mentors. And um, been to some conferences and things together. And I think that's been part of the journey of just starting out as solopreneur, then how do you use business, you know, contractors, that type of thing. So love the work that I get to do with clients, uh, teaching, training, workshops, uh, just a little bit of everything, but really using our core content of how to live life a little bit differently. Uh, We call it live from rest, not rush. Oh, that is
0: wonderful. So I love that. Um, and so you, your business has evolved over time It has, mm-hmm. um, because you also, um, now you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you did some work early on and you might still do this with the Enneagram.
1: I did. And we do still use that tool um, quite a bit as what we call one of our discovery tools. So we have two or three different assessments that we use the Enneagram being one of them. It's the personality tool that we use, but we use other things like a needs and values assessment. Um, we use a coaching tool that, uh, we created called the now process. So over time, as you said, things evolve and just like they have in your business and and it, it is that evolution of, you know, what's the path I'm on? What's the next thing? But yeah, when you and I first met, it was kind of, I did a lot with that particular tool of the Enneagram and still love it, still use it, but I've embedded it into the work that we do.
0: Oh, that's great. Cause there's a lot, it sounds like you do a lot more than what mm-hmm. you did when we first yeah.
1: met. Yeah.
0: Um, so what has kind of what surprised you about business since it's changed? Is it, are you today what you expected to be back in 2016?
1: Gosh, that's a great question. Um, I think there's parts that I always hoped and dreamed would be what it is now. I feel like sometimes I am living kind of what I wanted it to be, but uh, you know, there's always that will I actually get to do that will I actually get to be there uh i will say um i never thought that a book would be we have a book coming out november 1st so uh either you know probably after this podcast has come out but um that it's on the market but i didn't think i'd ever be an author i did think i would have a podcast which we do but i didn't think i would ever be an author so that's been probably the most surprising thing about this journey.
0: So tell me a little bit about that. What, what inspired you to be a writer?
1: Well, it kind of happened over time. Um, In 2016, 2015, I kind of started this business. I actually was, had been an entrepreneur off and on all the time I was raising kids. So I'm 61 years old. And while I was raising kids, I did lots of different types of business. I had a music studio in my home. I owned a brick and mortar women's clothing store back when, back before you could buy clothes online and do all of that. I've sold everything under the sun. So I have this entrepreneurial story, but then kind of in the middle of my 40s into my early 50s, I actually was pastor at a church and worked as uh, creative arts. So I did all the screens and all the music. And it was when all the bells and whistles were the thing to do at our churches. So, um, So that was a part of my story. And then as I moved out of that, we had some pretty crisis situations in our family. Uh, We lost our son in 2017, uh, five years ago to drug addiction. And so that was a huge pivot for me of how do I want to live my life? What am I really doing? What really matters? And just like any family that's walked in crisis um, of those kinds or trauma or whatever, Um, You have those life events that just make you kind of take the pause and say, gosh, what do I want this to look like? So I was about 56, 57 around in that time. So five, six years ago, actually before our son passed away, I was starting to ask those questions, left that pastor space. And then we lost our son, Eric. And, you know, I was like, people were like, you know, you have such a story to tell and all of that. I'm like, no, I'm very resistant to telling it. Well, then in 2020, when uh, COVID happened, I was coaching through this process, through this components and these steps that I had found very useful in my own life that involved the Enneagram, but also other ways of managing time and really looking at how do you want to live your real life? And as I did that, other people were asking me, could I use your content? Could I, like, I love what you're doing. Could I borrow that? Could I use it? Well, a mentor friend of mine, Dan Miller says, if somebody asks you three times, um, and maybe you've experienced this right, if somebody asks you three times, like, how do you do that? Could I do that too? Whatever, you should listen. So I did, and we started our certification program where we certify other people. We call them facilitators to facilitate our content in the work that they do. That's what inspired me to write the book. Cause once I had other people, it mattered to put the process into a book up okay. until then, I didn't have a purpose or a reason. Cause it was just about me and I don't ever really like things to be about me. I love community and I love building other people to be leaders, to grow their businesses, whatever. So once we had stories from other people, and kind of a proven framework, as you know, through sales, right? Anytime you can have a repeatable framework that not only works for you, but for other people, you're like, now there's a reason. Now there's a purpose for this book to be a bigger deal. So we started writing it about a year and a half ago. Um, and it's going to be a real thing. Oh, <laughs> so is it's going to awesome. be out in the world. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, that is awesome. So we can look forward to hearing some other people's stories inside your book, I guess.
1: Yes, there is. Um, So it is our, it's my story uh, in the first few chapters. It's the process itself and how you can live out the process that we teach and train and facilitate um, to make your life kind of live from rest, not rush. And then actually, because I'm a person of faith, there's some chapters in the back that really are like, so how does this speak into your faith story? Um, Because really good behaviors, rhythms, and routines are based on those practices of how we live that out in our everyday ordinary lives. So. So uh, it's a short read. It's not a big, long, I'm a pretty simple farm girl. That's one of the things you and I have in common, I think. Is. So no big words. You don't have to get out the dictionary to read it or anything like
0: that. Very, I'm very excited about it. I, since I met you, I just really admired how open you were with your story and just how you embraced life. And, Thank you. And it just really made a huge impression on me because I've I really think it makes a difference. I lived a lot of my life rushing, trying to make it to the next step and the next step and not enjoying the oh. all the steps on the way there. And I think it's real easy to get caught up and think, when I get this done, when I get here, when I do that after we finish this or whatever. And you are one of the people that I have met that has really made me think about what I'm doing. and want to, again, just embrace the process and, and -hmm. what I'm, you know, where I'm going and enjoying the journey. You know, you see that sign all the time that it is, it's about the journey, not the destination.
1: It is. And I think as business women, you know um, we do put a lot of that on our shoulders, right. To overcome the next hurdle, work towards the next thing, make the next sale, um, sign up the next person, you know, whatever it might be, that's our goal. Maybe we have a revenue goal or we have different things. And I was that driven too. And here's the funny thing. I still am that Mm -hmm. driven. I really am. Um, I will never stop being productive or stop. But when we can have it come from a different place, I know family is a huge thing to you as well as to me. And if I'm giving up in my my family, you know, the people we care about the most, if I'm avoiding time with them or not spending the time with them or not, you know, even taking lunch in the middle of the day, because, you know, my husband stops by my office and he drops in and, you know, my used to be old behavior would have been, you know, I don't have time to go to lunch today. You should have called me and let me know you were coming. Right. Whereas he's like, hey, I just came to town to pick up a part or do something. My husband's a farmer. And I just thought I'd stop by. So he's thinking spontaneously and this will be great and she'll love this. And then I would be, and now I'm like, wow, like doesn't matter what else I'm doing. Like, you know, we'll figure it out. He can go pick something up and we can bring, you know, it's those moments that you don't want to miss because in the end, that's what really matters. Nobody ever says, gosh, I wished I'd have worked more
0: if you're enjoying this podcast please follow rate and share with a friend and if you're looking for more content just like this head over to my website and sign up for the weekly newsletter enjoy the rest of the episode
1: That would have been great, you know, or I hit that revenue goal. So, you know, that's the greatest thing. So, if that message is what people hear and it causes just a small shift, uh, yeah, it, it's been worth, worth the journey that I'm doing.
0: So. Oh, I loved it so much. So, I spend a lot of time on the podcast talking about goals because when I first started in sales, that was one of the biggest takeaways for me. It gave me something to shoot for every day so it kept me going it kept me interested it was different every day and I love that but there was a goal and like they they didn't um really care what I was doing day to day I just had this goal each month to to reach and then when you exceeded that goal you got lots of love and appreciation for it and bonuses <laughs> which I liked but but really what what was we had to do a little assessment once when uh for that company that I was first working for and I would have told you I was driven by money because that felt like what it was. I was trying to hit, but really it was the achievement that I was loving so much. And so I talk a lot about goals. And at the end of the year, I always like to do these series where we're talking about goals. And I spent, I have a whole series on vision boards because I started doing vision boards a few years ago. And it it helped me to realize it's not all about particular goals, it's feelings. And mm-hmm. it's those moments. It's that, you know, some of those most special times come when somebody stops by to see if you want to go to lunch. Cause they had to run to town for something. Right. And, um, And when you live in a rural place, coming to town's a big deal, you know.
1: (laughs) I know. Not all of the listeners can understand, but you and I can, because going to town is what we call it, and it's a big deal. (laughs) It
0: is. Yes. And uh, so, uh, so, but when I started doing those vision boards, and it seemed like I was wasting time when I first started doing it, because it, it seemed so much fun to me, like I was a little girl again. I had the magazines and I was cutting (laughs) and I was snipping and I was making the things. And I mean, a whole weekend, I kept the whole dining room tore up because I was doing this. But then about four or five months into 2020 was, this was the first real big one I had done. I started looking at that and so much of it that was in my my vision board, even during all the crazy stuff that was going on in early Mm -hmm. 2020 it had started coming true for me and like I could see that and like I that's still my favorite one I have done because it's it was the first one that I started to realize it was more about what I wanted to feel and who I wanted Mm -hmm. to be instead of what I wanted to have and what I wanted what numbers I wanted to reach and all of that I think it's perfect that we have you because on my podcast, I want my listeners to walk away with something. When they're finished mm-hmm. with the podcast, I want them to be inspired, or to go out and get a book, to go out and and go to town and get lunch, or I want I yeah. want them to be better for the time they spent with me and my guest. And so, as part of my my um, process this year when, you know, I'm going to encourage everybody to do a vision board and to set their goals, but I also want them to be intentional about what they want to feel.
1: Yeah. I'd love to share kind of tying in with your vision board because we use vision boards. Many of our people love vision boards. And so even before the vision board, part of the process that we call our very first component in kind of our coaching process, whether you're going to self-coach yourself or you're going to work with myself or one of our facilitators, and you need somebody to help you through the process. The very first component is what we call a real life view. If you were standing up on the balcony of your life and you were looking down, what would you say mattered to you? And so I would call it one thing, and this kind of sometimes is hard for people because they're like, well, I don't know, give me some ideas. And so we do give you some ideas in the book because it's kind of hard to pick things out of thin air, right? So, you know, we would say things like family matters or my professional life matters. Maybe my self-care, my soul care. So you might call that health matters or For me right now, you know, my extended family, my parents are still living. My husband's mom's still living. So extended family matters to me. Maybe if you have grandkids, you might have them in their own little category. So first it's saying, what are the big rocks? What are the things that matter? Now, again, I'm a country girl and my mother-in-law taught me how to can pickles 40 years ago. So I often use the pickle jar as the thing of what are the pickles you're going to put in your jar? This is your life. What are the pickles? They are not all the same shapes and sizes. If you've ever canned pickles, and if anybody doesn't know, pickles are cucumbers, that's how they started. You know, some people don't. I was speaking at a conference last week, and a guy from Jersey goes, Really? Pickles (laughs) are canned. I'm like, Yes, they started out as a cucumber. So, new information. So, anyway, it's that idea of what goes in my jar. Then from there, Let's use the example of like, I say my family matters to me, my husband, my daughter, and my now new son-in-law as of a year ago. And I know you're going to walk through that here before long too. So super fun. So my family matters to me. Okay. If my family matters to me and I'm a growth-minded person, what would I want to grow towards in the next year to year and a half, 12 to 18 months around my family? And then I write a statement about that, not a statement that says, I hope, but says, I am, I am a wife and a mother who pours into her marriage and her, you know, whatever it is for you, yours would be different than mine. But that idea of pre-deciding what we want that area of our life to look like in the next 12 to 18 months creates that vision, right?
0: Yeah.
1: It creates that. Pre-decided. And here's a funny thing. And I just heard this on a podcast. We're both podcast lovers. And I just heard this on a podcast uh, from uh, a therapist turned coach. And he said, you know, the brain, brain science tells us that if we give our brain a vision, a picture of what it's going to do, it's like, I'm already there. Like it already thinks it happened. And then it's just going back. And that's part of the process we teach going back and say, okay, what are the bite-sized pieces that I can do? Like you're saying about goal setting, all I got to do is know what my vision is around that area. And then I can cut out pictures. I can create a vision. Maybe it's a family vacation. Maybe it's something that I'm going, this is in that area of my life. What I see in the next 12 to 18 months. Thank you. So
0: have you ever considered setting some goals for yourself? I know most people probably have had some type of goal, but as we are approaching 2023, you may have some new goals. You may have something you would really like to work toward, or you may be unclear about what you want to work toward, but you know you want to do a little more next year. I am offering one-on-one goal sessions for the first time to the public. I would love to extend this offer to you. You can go over to my website and schedule one of the time slots but it is just a great opportunity to spend some time really working on your goals. When you work on them with someone, they will ask good questions and they will help you clarify and just get really clear. Once the goal session is completed, you will get a simple report that goes over what was important for you personally and in your work life or either or if you only want to work on one, then this can be a great tool for you when you are looking at 2023. So reach out to me if I can help you and take a look at what I'm offering on my website.
1: So now I'm growing towards that vision. The place we get beaten ourselves up about, right, is most people have five to seven areas that matter to them. The one we focus on the most is our profession.
0: Yes.
1: And we'll set goals in that all day long. Yeah. But we don't set. Health goals. We don't set. So, one of my goals, my extended family is my parents live about an hour and a half away. So, I will see my parents once a month in person, and I will call them on the phone X number of times a week. That's good. That's a vision, right? Yeah. For that area of my life. And it helps me stay accountable. So, you know, my vision board, like you were talking about, I might have a cell phone with, you know, an older person talking on the phone, or maybe it's a picture of my mom and dad just to remind me, because if not, guess where I'm going, I'm going to be on the goals and the revenue and all the stuff. And then my life becomes lopsided and I don't know why.
0: Yeah, that's great. So
1: so that's how we kind of cast vision by writing it and pre-deciding what we want it to be like. And then many of our facilitators create vision boards with their clients. Okay, here's the areas. Let's put it on a vision board. Let's cut out the pictures. Let's do all the things. And then let's figure out the actionable steps to get you there.
0: Oh, that's great. I love that. I'm glad that your book is going to help with that. Step everyone through that because I know... It's, it's easy for me to daydream and think about things. <laughs> now, Earl, my husband is completely different. You've met him and you know how he is. He, he's completely different. And I always tell this story because when we started to get married, we changed the date when we were going to get married because I asked Earl, I wanted to think about, okay, what is it that we want? And so I asked Earl, well, where do you want to be a year from now? And he says, what? What do you mean?
1: I want to be alive. I mean, that was his...
0: That was Earl and my
1: husband, Dale could get along really well because yeah, it's the question of some people that's like, it's not how they operate. Right. Yeah, No <laughs> nonsense. I mean,
0: it's just, it's either black or it's white. Just don't give him no gray. And I live it. You know, he jokes. I live in the gray because uh, he's, yeah. he's all math. I loved essay questions. He loved math because it was either right or wrong. Um, the same reason I hate it is the reason he loves it. But I think everybody, no matter, and I've had to, you know, Earl and I have been married almost 30 years, but now he can finally get what I'm Mm -hmm. saying. And he has, and and I've worked on him. So he's, he works many times,
1: right. In relationships. I'm sure a lot of your listeners are coming from a family space, you know, not everybody, but I'm sure many of them are married. And many times you have a spouse who's opposite of you. That's just that's the balance that you know we're attracted to because my husband Dale's the same way. I could say, so where do you want to be in five years? You know, what do you want to do in three years? And he go, well, I hope we can buy a new combine. And I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) Like, I'm not talking about buying equipment or you know whatever. I'm talking about like where do you want to travel to? How do you hope we've grown? And it's just like, and uh, like you, we'll be married forty years, and it's like finally. You know, through the work that we've done, uh, the opposite side of them, yeah, Dale opens up more. And I will say too, through hard things, hard things make you uh, realize that it's not about all about the new combine or all about the sales goal that you made. But that's just the refinement. I think that we get to do in our lives all the time. We're just refining ourselves to the next place, the next place, which expands us in so many ways to not be, I mean, you know, the wiring of a 20 and 30 year old and their drivenness is different than the refinement of someone in kind of what I often call the second half of life. Mm -hmm. And, Happens differently at different ages for different people, but there is a difference as you move into that second half.
0: Yeah, I have found it's it's um it it's getting more fun and it's um (laughs) it's something to look forward to. So if if you're in the
1: first season, yeah, don't
0: don't give up with it because it's coming. And and if you're married to an Earl or a Dale, don't give up because they come around and it's
1: they do. It's worth the on them eventually.
0: Yeah. A- absolutely worth the work i think yes
1: it is,
0: <laughs> it uh, is. that's really good mm-hmm. so what else would you like to share with us
1: well i think there's one other thing that i would kind of give a definition to just so people don't get confused of even you know if they pick up the book and read the book that phrase live from rest not rush so what is rest right Because we kind of know what rush feels like. We kind of know the push and the drivenness. Interestingly enough, when I was looking at that as the subtitle of the book, and I really resonate with the word rest because it was something I didn't know how to do. Um, I just didn't know how. And I looked up the definition in the dictionary and it says cease from work. And I'm like, well, that's not helpful. I'm sorry. That's just not helpful. Like, does that mean I take a two week vacation? Right. Because What happens to most of us when we take a vacation is we work really hard before we go. We work really hard when we get back. And we, as if you're an entrepreneur and a solopreneur, and I've done this to Dale many a time, I'll be like, we're, you know, we could be in the Bahamas, but if they have good Wi Fi, I'm going to figure out, and I know you're like this, Renee. I know we're enough alike. Like, just give me a couple hours. And after a couple hours, just let me answer emails and do this. Then I'm all yours. We'll go and do whatever. That is not rest. But we have this false belief that rest is all about ceasing from work. So, one of the things, this is probably book number two, but one of the things that I finally said, okay, we have to define what rest is. We have to have, I like things that are measurable. I don't know about you, but goals that are measurable, things that are measurable. So, I define rest this way, and this might help listeners to go, well, what does, how would I know if I'm living from rest? Rest is internal, not external. So rest is coming from the gut, right? It's coming from that place of, I feel it. And I know that I'm still getting lots done and I'm still super productive, but I'm not doing it from external reasons. I'm doing it from internal. So internal being R is I have healthy relationships nothing is perfect ever, but I'm not, you know, codependent with people and I'm not fighting with people. And whether it's my team or my family or what, like, I feel pretty good about my relationships because if not this down here is just swirling, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's good.
1: I know full circle energy, meaning I know how to check in with my head, my heart and my instinctual actions. So that's a whole topic, but I have full circle energy. That's the E. I know how to intentionally slow down. So somewhere at every part of my day, there's a slowing. I'm not hitting the ground, feet running, and then falling into bed every night. I know how to do rhythms and behaviors and routines that slow me down. And I have purposeful time. The things I choose to put on my calendar are things that matter, going back to those vision boards, because if it's not in my vision, it shouldn't be on my calendar.
0: Mm, It's good.
1: So R-E-S-T, healthy relationships, full circle energy, intentional slowing and purposeful time. If as a listener, you just say, I can check in with myself in all four of those areas on a weekly basis. How was my time spent this week? Did I slow down? Was I just living through my crazy headspace or did I get in touch with my emotions too? Oh,
0: no, that's good.
1: And and how's my relationships? If those are all cooking, You're living from rest, not from rush. And you're doing what matters.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's great.
1: So that's my rest to rush. Cause if not, people are like, I I hear you and it sounds great, but how do I do that? So the book, do what matters that we're bringing out is really about that purposeful time piece and how to know what your vision is. Like you talked about, whether it's for sales goals, or goal setting, excuse me, or like, how do I live from that place of of rest?
0: So. Yeah, I love that. I think um, this is a perfect time of year to consider it this. It is um, because you can get you ready for twenty twenty three, but it can also. Um, it, I'm I'm looking forward to it because I think around the holidays is a time we all get kind of reflective, mm-hmm. and we can also get very rushed um, yes. <laughs> during that time. You know, you feel like you've got to catch all up if you're not on um, where your goals should be, you know, and then plus everybody loves the holidays, but it adds some extra pressure for a lot of people. an
1: expectation. There's so much expectation, you know, you don't have to send Christmas cards. I'm just going to let, let you release from that right now. If you're a listener who thinks you got to spend, send a Thanksgiving card or a new year's card instead, like,
0: yeah, that's the let- love you. Either they'll way. still
1: love you let go and if dale and earl had their way you probably wouldn't even send cards because dale's thing is if you're going to see them in person can't you say merry christmas in person and save yep. the card and the stamp <laughs>
0: Yep, that's earl yeah yeah earl and <laughs> dale would make great friends so,
1: expectations let go of them
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's very good well i appreciate you so much
1: oh good old you old friend
0: can you tell us how we can find you
1: sure Probably the easiest way is just to go to our website and it's the reallifeprocess dot com. And we spell real life with one L. So R-E-A-L-I-F-E, the real dot com. You can find out about the book there. You can also find the book at any book retailer from the Barnes and Nobles to the Walmarts to the uh Amazons. Oh yeah, that one too. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, we'd love to connect with you. Let us know that you heard us on this podcast.
0: All right, great. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, friend.
0: So there you have it. That was my dear friend, Teresa McCloy. From the time I first met her, I was inspired. She embraces life in a special way and she encourages others to do the same. I know that you have found a value in this. And what I really want for you is, that you will find more joy and be inspired to embrace your life and what you want for you your family and the things that's important to you have a great week